Welcome to Friday Friends, R.I. Elder Info's weekly look at the organizations and individuals providing resources for Rhode Island seniors, caregivers, and professionals. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Friday, friends. For those of you who are watching, I welcome you. And for those of you who are listening on the podcast, this is our second podcast of the year. I'm super excited to be able to podcast. And maybe you're wondering, who am I? I am Deb Burton, the founder and executive director of RI Elder Info and rielderinfo.com. RI Elder Info is a 501c3 nonprofit here in Rhode Island, and we maintain the most comprehensive resources for seniors, caregivers, and professionals here in Rhode Island. And every Friday at nine o'clock, we bring Friday Friends to you, where we interview different people and organizations that you need to know about. So it's really important that you hit the like button and the follow and the share um, to get this information out to your friends and family members, because we talk about every week things that you or someone you know really needs to know about. So very important that you hit the share button. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, so this would not be possible without the support of our sponsors and our donors. So a big shout out to Oak Street Health. They have locations in Warwick over by the Stop and Shop Plaza, another one in Providence uh, on Broad Street by the Old St. Joe's Hospital, Third, by the McDonald's on Branch Avenue and their newest location, now one year old, up in Woonsocket, up on Diamond Hill Road, not too far from the Planet Fitness. They are an amazing primary care physician's practice, and they even provide transportation. So, you know, when we got slammed with snow last week and you were thinking, oh, how am I going to get out to the doctor? Oak Street Health takes care of that. They'll send a car to your door to make sure that you get the health care that you need. Also, a big shout out to United Healthcare. They are Medicare insurance providers. So, if you are a Medicare beneficiary, meaning that you're eligible to receive Medicare, United Health has some wonderful programs. And I really encourage you to give my friend Jennifer Barrows a call over there. She can speak to you in most languages spoken in the state to get you the information you need in a way that you'll understand it. I can't forget to say thank you to Ben Barber of 321 Media. He's the one who's running backstage here to make this look and sound absolutely amazing. So if you're looking to do anything along these lines, reach out to 321 Media. They are absolutely amazing and fun to work with. If you have visited rielderinfo.com, and I strongly encourage that if you have any questions regarding older adults or caregivers or you're a professional who serves them in any capacity, I really encourage you to visit rielderinfo.com. That was created by the magic of England Studio. They're an award-winning web design team located in East Greenwich. So we can't do what we do without the support of our sponsors and our donors. So we are very grateful. So when we talk about sponsors and donors, we're talking about money. And sometimes we have money out there that we don't know about. So this week, I'm going to speak with Treasure Magaziner about the unclaimed funds and the ABLE program and some other initiatives that he has begun out there. Welcome, Treasurer. 
Thank you so much for having me, Deb. It's great to be here. Yeah, great to see you again. So can you tell everyone, what is the role of the treasurer? What is it that you do as the treasurer? Well, as treasurer, my priority is to strengthen uh, Rhode Island economically and financially. Uh, my goal is to ensure that all Rhode Islanders uh, can have a life that is financially secure and to ensure that the state is financially secure. So in our office, we manage a number of programs uh, to help Rhode Islanders with financial security. We run the state retirement sense, uh, system for public employees uh, that provides retirement benefits to 60,000 uh, state and municipal employees, teachers, first responders, nurses, uh, people who have spent their lives serving the community and deserve a secure retirement. We manage the state's unclaimed property program, which you mentioned. That's like a giant lost and found for money, and it's our job to reunite people with their missing money. We manage the state's 529 college savings program and ABLE program. Uh, these are programs to help Rhode Islanders save for the cost of education and also save for disability-related expenses in a tax-efficient way. And we run a program called the Crime Victims Compensation Fund, which um, uh, assists Rhode Islanders in getting back on their feet financially after they've been the victim of a violent crime. So those are some of the programs that our office offers to help Rhode Islanders become more financially secure. And beyond that, uh, as treasurer, I have advocated for legislation and new programs to help improve financial security for Rhode Islanders as well. We uh, passed a law this year to uh, require all Rhode Island high school students to have financial literacy education. We launched a statewide school construction program to fix public school buildings all across Rhode Island. And we've uh, invested millions of dollars in clean energy projects all across Rhode Island uh, to help transition Rhode Island to a clean energy economy. So those are some of the things that I prioritized as treasurer and uh, some of the ways that our team is uh, available to serve the people of Rhode Island. That is awesome. You you do a lot more in the treasurer's office than I think most people are aware of. So that is that is amazing. So tell me about the unclaimed funds. Like we always, you know, have these secret hopes. Sometimes we buy a lottery ticket. Sometimes we yeah. hope that we have like a long lost family member that we never knew about that left us money. How does money get into the unclaimed funds? And then how do people get it out? Well, it happens much more often than you may think. And if you are watching this show now, there is at least a one in 10 chance that we have money for you through the unclaimed property program. Uh, since I've taken office as treasurer, we have reunited more than 100,000 Rhode Islanders uh, with more than $80 million of their missing money. Uh, and the amounts can range from as little as, as you know, two or $3 to as much as tens of thousands of dollars uh, and even hundreds of thousands in a few cases. So there's a number of ways that uh, that missing money can end up in our office. Um, most typically, it is when a company owes you money, but they don't know how to find you, maybe because you've moved or because they had your information, your address incorrectly in, in, their, in their data. Um, they tried to send you a check and it was returned to them in the mail. Uh, it could be an insurance company, a utility company, a bank. But whatever it is, if a company owes you money and they don't know how to find you, they don't get to just keep your money forever. 
they are required by law to turn it over to our office after a certain period of time. And then it becomes our job to reunite people with that missing money. Uh, and so again, it could be insurance from, um, you know, a, a, a deceased, uh, an inheritance from a deceased relative. It can be an insurance payment. It could be, um, the security deposit from a landlord if you've moved away and the landlord didn't know how to find you to give you your security deposit back. There's all kinds of ways. And, um, and our mission and our goal is to reunite uh, Rhode Islanders with the money that rightfully belongs to them. Wow. What do people need to do? How do they find out if they have money owed to them and how do they get it? We make it as easy as possible. So the first thing to know is uh, that anyone in Rhode Island can go to our website, www.findrimoney.com, www.findrimoney.com, and you can search our database and you can see if we have any unclaimed property for you. If we do have missing money for you, you can file your claim right there on the website and it's very quick and easy. Um, if uh, you don't have access uh, to the internet, uh, then, or you are um, uh, have a hard time on the website for whatever reason, uh, you can always call our office and our unclaimed property team can help you out over the phone. Uh, the phone number to call is 462-7650. Uh, 462-7650. Um, so that's one way to find out if you have any missing money and to get the claim process started. The other thing that, that uh, viewers should know is that uh, about five years ago, we started a new program uh, for unclaimed property where we now automatically send out checks in the mail to thousands of people every year. If we can find a valid address for someone in Rhode Island who is owed unclaimed property, we don't wait for them to find us. We will get that check out in the mail to get that money out the door to the rightful owners with no paperwork required. Uh, we were only the second state in the country to start doing this, to start proactively going out, finding people's addresses and mailing them the checks. Uh, and since we started doing that, the number of people that we have reunited with that missing money has gone up uh, significantly. Uh, so it's very possible that you may one day just go to your mailbox and you'll have an unclaimed property check there uh, from us for you. Um, but I will say, even though we're sending those checks out automatically now to lots of people without any paperwork required, we only do that if we're really sure it's going to the right place. And so you should still check the website or still call our office, still go to findourimoney.com because it is possible that if we are not sure we have your up-to-date address, uh, it is still possible that we are holding that money and, and you can reach out to us and file that claim. That is awesome. I have to say, I was a recipient of a check of unclaimed ah. money. Uh, I, it was a pleasant surprise, the whole $5 of it. <laughs> now, how do you make sure? So when someone goes to findrimoney.com, how do you make sure that it's really the right beneficiary of that money? Like really the, the person, you know, what stops them from saying, why, yes, that's my $10,000 you're holding. Yeah, it depends on the type of unclaimed property it is and the amount. So um, for some people, we may ask them to uh, uh, send us a copy of their driver's license or some other identifying information. 
uh, if it's a larger claim or one that's more complicated, like an inheritance, uh, then there's often more paperwork required. You know, we, we if it's an inheritance, we need to see some evidence that you're the next of kin of, of the deceased, um, uh, you know, a death certificate, that sort of thing. Um, so it depends on the type of unclaimed property, uh, but we really try to make it as easy and as streamlined as possible. Um, luckily, it does not happen often that people try to file false claims, but if, if someone does file a false claim, they are breaking the law and uh, they should know that there will be consequences for doing so. Um, when the when the rightful owner comes along looking for their money. <laughs> uh, but thankfully, that doesn't happen very often. And we do take um, a balanced approach of having reasonable precautions to protect against fraud, but also not wanting to bog down people with too much red tape to get back the, uh, the money that they rightfully deserve. So one of the questions that has come in is, what if the person who is rightfully entitled to the money has passed away who gets to collect the money then yeah. some of these so i think some of these monies particularly for the really older insurance policies um you know the the rightful heir may have passed so how can someone go about collecting that unclaimed funds yeah. for someone who has passed and, and this does happen uh frequently um uh, the first thing to know is that uh just because somebody is deceased does not mean that that money disappears or that it automatically goes to the state, uh, reverts to the state. Uh, Can you say that again? Because I think that that's something just, that a, yeah. a misunderstanding, a lot of people think that if you die without a will, all your money just goes to the state, that no. that's not actually true. Yes. So so if you have a will, then uh, certainly uh, whoever you designate as your, uh, as, as your beneficiary, uh, uh, would be entitled to that unclaimed property. Uh, if you don't have a will, then whoever the next, the legal next of kin is would be entitled to that money. So, you know, a child or another family member, depending on who the next of kin is. And only in the rare cases where someone passes away and there is no family and no next of kin, only in that case does it become property of the state. But at any time, forever, the legal uh, next of kin can come forward uh, and claim the unclaimed property that belongs to a deceased family member. Again, there's typically some paperwork involved. You need to show some evidence of, uh, you know, that the person is deceased. You need to show some evidence um, of a, um, uh, you know, family tree, that sort of thing. But um, but that money can be claimed even 50 years uh, or, you know, indefinitely after a person becomes deceased. Wow. That's amazing. That is absolutely awesome. And your office makes it as easy as possible for folks. That is really, really good. You know, one of the other programs that you mentioned um, that your office works with is Rhode Island's ABLE program. Um, it helps Rhode Islanders with disabilities save for qualified disability expenses without risking their benefits from assistance programs. Can you explain how that, how that works and, and more about the ABLE program? Absolutely. And uh, this is a program we're very proud of. It's relatively new. And it's one that's also personal to me. I have a brother-in-law, my, my wife's brother, who has Down syndrome. He, he uh, is a great guy and, and uh, you know, we love him and, uh, you know, he's able to, to work a job, but, uh, but he has a disability. And uh, having a disability can be very expensive, um, you know, particularly once the individual ages out of the school system and all of those supports with the school system disappear. 
And so, uh, and one of the problems that, uh, you know, people face is uh, if they are receiving uh, disability benefits from the federal government, you know, through SSI, SSDI, or, or Medicaid, under federal law, normally, if they accumulate more than $2,000 of assets in a bank account, those federal benefits are frozen. And it can be a real hassle. I mean, people have to watch their bank accounts. And, and you know, if it's $2,000 and one cent, then they could lose their benefits. And it's a, it's a terrible policy that the federal government has, but, but uh, that's what it is. So the ABLE program, which we launched in around a few years ago, is a way for families uh, and, and with a uh, member of the family who's disabled to get around that problem. And the way it works is this. Uh, you can open an ABLE account for yourself or for a family member with a disability. You can put money into that ABLE account and you can put up to $100,000 of assets into an ABLE account and it will not trigger the freeze of benefits. It will not trigger the suspension of SSDI or other federal benefits. Uh, when that money is in the ABLE account, you can do a few different things with it. Uh, we have a, uh, a checking account option uh, that's just like a bank account where you get a debit card and you can use that debit card to go to the store, you know, whatever else. Uh, so that's one option. Another option is to use it for savings and to invest it. You can invest it in stocks, bonds. We have a whole menu of different investment options for long-term savings. Um, I will say the cash option, the, the banking option is the most popular. Um, you know, for individuals like my brother-in-law who, you know, even though he has a disability, he's still able to, you know, walk down to the Panera Bread and, you know, use his debit card and, and get lunch. Um, you know, he has that freedom and that ability to do that. So. Uh, the great thing about ABLE accounts is uh, they really can help individuals with disabilities uh, have more freedom and more autonomy and more empowerment than uh, they used to have under the old rules. So we started uh, ABLE accounts in Rhode Island uh, back in 2016, I believe. Uh, they've been very popular, very successful, and uh, anyone who uh, is interested in uh, learning more can go to uh, the website savewithable.com, savewithable.com. So tell me again, what was the maximum amount that people can save in the ABLE account? The total amount that can accumulate is $100,000. Okay. Uh, and uh, the annual contribution limit is uh, 15000 a year. Okay. And the individual with the disability can contribute, but their parents or other family members can contribute as well? Correct. Yes. Family nice. members can contribute. The individual can contribute. And depending on the nature of, of, uh, of the disability, uh, we can set it up in a way where the individual with the disability has a lot of autonomy in choosing how to use the money and spend the money. Or it can be set up in a way where the family member, the guardian, uh, has more control. Um, so there, there are sort of different options available there too, depending on the needs of the family. That is that is an amazing program. Um, I know that there are a lot of uh, older adults who are caring for their adult children with intellectual and developmental disabilities. <clears throat> Excuse me, when uh, LAD school closed back in the 80s, I know that a lot of individuals brought their children home um, so I think that this is a great way to afford the individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities 
that independence and, and freedoms that everyone else enjoys, um, that they're entitled to enjoy as, as in their personhood. So I think that ABLE Absolutely. program is awesome. Do you, is there an idea um, about how many people are participating in the ABLE program? I mean, it's only five years old, so it's still new. Yeah, we're up to a few hundred people now. I'd have to pull up the latest data, but the last time I looked, uh, we had a few hundred families who are participating. And uh, again, I'd say probably 60% or so were in the um, the, the bank account, the, the debit card option, um, and the others were doing long-term savings. Um, but we need help getting the word out about the program, which is why uh, shows like this are so important and, and opportunities like this. So uh, once again, you know, please help us get the word out. Uh, R I uh, savingwithable.com uh, is the website. Um, and, uh, and particularly, I think that banking option, which is not available in things like special needs trusts is something that really makes ABLE um, uh, important for families and uh, gives people beneficiaries uh, 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 that independence. You know, Treasurer, I might pull you aside and have you give a presentation to a group of folks um, offline about this, because this is something that is really, really important um, for individuals to be able to maintain their independence as they age. It's something that um, I'm a strong advocate for, is that we all be able to maintain our independence as we age. You know, one of the things, uh, shifting gears a little bit, um, one of the things that has come up for our older adults in relation to finance is the cost of prescription drugs. Does the treasurer's office do anything to advocate or promote legislation to kind of control the costs of drugs? Yeah. So um, taking off my treasurer's hat and, and putting on my candidate for governor hat, um, I have come out with a proposal Um Massachusetts and Connecticut have both introduced bills that would cap the cost of prescription drugs in those states. And my, my feeling is that Rhode Island, uh, Rhode Islanders deserve the same protections that uh, people from those states do. Uh, we uh, have a huge problem in this country right now with the cost of living. Uh, inflation has risen 7% in the last year. That's the highest level in 30 years. And of course, seniors are disproportionately impacted um, uh, tending to live on a fixed income and uh, prescription drugs uh, are still a significant expense um, out-of-pocket expense for a lot of people so uh, the way that the massachusetts and connecticut bills work and i should say the governors of both of those states have supported uh, these bills uh, is that uh, pharmaceutical companies would essentially be fined uh, if uh, they allowed uh, the cost increases of those drugs to um, to exceed certain levels. Uh, so it's a way to hold the drug companies accountable uh, to make uh, uh, important life-saving drugs uh, more affordable for uh, for people who uh, are struggling to pay the bills. And uh, I am going to be advocating strongly for passing a similar bill here in Rhode Island uh, because we deserve that that uh, protection as well. Yeah. And, you know, last week we spoke with Catherine Taylor, the director of AARP and, and medication costs are something that's really important for AARP as well. Um, it's, it's out of control and you're right. It is disproportionately impacting our older adults. You know, one of the things that, um, older adults, particularly like this time of year is we have our grandkids or great grandkids. They're starting to receive, the 
letters from colleges, universities, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we want to do as older adults and as grandparents is ensure that our kids are coming out of good schools so that they can get into good colleges and universities. Um, what are you looking at for our current school system and, and are there ways that you see that might be able to improve so that, you know, more of our, our kids and grandkids can get into schools to be successful? Well, every Rhode Island student deserves a, uh, an excellent education. I mean, that is uh, absolutely paramount. I started out my career as a public school teacher and I'm a new father myself. And so congratulations. Thank you. And so I know that that is the the priority uh, for our state if we're going to move forward over time. So, um, you know, the agenda that I've put out uh, for improving education and, and, and college accessibility in Rhode Island uh, is that Rhode Island, like many other places, should have universal early childhood education. We need to invest in supporting career and technical education programs because there are a lot of good careers available out there uh, that don't require a four-year college degree, but you need some career and technical training at the high school level. And then we have to make college more affordable because uh, the cost of college is, is uh, frankly out of control. And believe it or not, the fastest growing uh, segment of student loan borrowers in the country uh, is seniors above the age of 65. Uh, more and more seniors are taking out student loans uh, or co-signing on loans for their kids and grandkids. And it's become a real burden uh, across the board, including uh, for seniors. Uh, a couple of years ago, we passed uh, a law in, in Rhode Island that I uh, was the lead author of uh, to uh, hold the student loan companies accountable to make it harder for them to charge unfair rates in Rhode Island. And one of the leading supporters of that bill that came and testified was actually the AARP uh, for that reason. And finally, I'm, I'm also a believer that we need to reduce uh, tuition and we can do it without sacrificing quality uh, at the state colleges. Uh, so you know, I've put out a plan, a proposal uh, to uh, significantly reduce the cost of uh, tuition at URI and RIC uh, with more state support. Um, you know, for decades, uh, state support of the public colleges has been cut and the difference was made up with tuition increases. And that's just not sustainable anymore. Uh, we can't keep doing that. And in fact, uh, I think the state needs to step up and uh, make college more accessible because you know, it's not fair that there are young people uh, who have the grades and have the drive and have the talent, uh, but aren't able to go to college just because their families don't have enough money. And so you know, it's not a one size fits all approach, it's holistic, but um, uh, those are some of the things that I am uh, campaigning on and that I hope we can get done uh, here in Rhode Island to benefit all Rhode Island families. That is absolutely amazing. You know, Treasurer, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on today. I know you have a, a crazy busy schedule. Yeah. We're going into the holiday weekend and a lot happening. So I don't want to keep you any longer, but this has been truly informative. I'm glad there are different opportunities for individuals to get the money that is in the unclaimed funds account and ways to preserve assets for individuals with disabilities. You know, our, our kids' education is so critically important. Um, I, I think, you know, in the future, I'm going to ask to have you come back and give a presentation again, because this is, this is all such 
really important stuff that people need to know. But I appreciate you taking the time today. Well, and thank you. I, I want to thank you, Deb, and, and the whole RI Elder team um, for the uh, invaluable public service that you provide in uh, getting resources, information uh, to Rhode Islanders to help Rhode Islanders uh, become more financially and economically secure. Um, you know, you make our state stronger. I thank you for it. And I thank uh, everyone for tuning in and watching. And I look forward to being back soon. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Take care. Well, everybody, as you can see, money, money, money. It's money in the unclaimed funds. Check it out. You know, they want to make sure that you really are you before they release the money. And they do that to, to as easily as possible for you. So I encourage you to check that out. Also, if you are an individual who has a disability um, that was diagnosed when you were younger and or you're a parent or a family member of an individual who has a disability, I encourage you to check out the ABLE program. It's a great way to be able to help someone remain financially secure as they age with their differing abilities. So really some great stuff happening in the treasurer's office. I'm really glad that the treasurer was able to come on today. And it sounds like um, I know that he's a candidate for governor and it sounds like he's got some interesting ideas that I encourage you to, to follow up and ask more questions about. So again, I am really glad that you joined me here today and I look forward to seeing you all again next week. In the meantime, I wish you to be well and be kind. Thank you. If you like this video, Please follow us on social media and subscribe on YouTube. For more information, visit rielderinfo.com or call 401-585-0509. If you have any questions, email deb at rielderinfo.com.